Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 30 of the podcast. I've had an amazing time running this podcast that the people I've spoken to and the topics we've covered have really been fantastic. And I hope you have all enjoyed it as much as I have. I'd really appreciate it if you could do me a favor, uh, either right now or straight after this episode. Just drop an email to will at customerswhoclick.com with any feedback you have about the podcast, any comments about the style, the structure, the content, the guests, everything's really appreciated. But now on to today's episode. This week, I spoke with David Hoots, the marketing director at ConverseMart, about how brands can make use of SMS in their customer engagement campaigns. SMS still seems to be relatively lightly used, uh, despite being around for years. And I think one thing that puts marketers off is, is probably the low character count. And, you know, it makes for a pretty blunt message at times. And those marketers, like the rest of us, don't like being bombarded with SMS promotions. But there are ways to do it properly. And that's why I invited David to chat with me. Hi, David. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, if you could tell us a bit about yourself, um, what you do what, and why you do it. Um, so I'm the marketing director at ConverseMart. And we're an SMS and email marketing agency specifically for, for D2C and e-commerce brands. And what I generally do on a regular basis is I'm just trying to educate and um, kind of equip our e-commerce audience about how to think about SMS and email for their businesses. I say Converse Smart. Converse so smart. emphasis on the smart part, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've been there since I think it's been uh, June. So a few months now. It's been kind of a uh, like drinking from a fire hose, lots of learning very quickly. Um, but it's a really interesting space. Um, it's kind of a new technology. Um, the thing that's nice about it is that I think a lot of people innately understand what it is we do. But it's interesting too that people have very uh, strong opinions one way or the other um, about, you know, they're basically their preconceptions that they're bringing uh, about it. And so there's a little bit of education on our part, but also a little bit of re-education as well. So let's let's kind of dive into a bit of uh, the, the SMS side of things, really. It'd be good to get your, your kind of thoughts on maybe how it's changed over the last few years, if it has, um, kind of how it fits into the automation mix and, and just, I guess, generally how brands should be using it um, and what consumers want as well. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing there is that um, I think it's getting a lot more attention nowadays because it's become... Um, you know, messaging in general has become more central to our daily activities. We're carrying our smartphones around with us uh, almost all the time. And I think um, it's just, it's where we're doing, you know, sometimes we're watching movies on it. Sometimes we're um, talking to friends over the phone or texting them. It's just, a, it's a hub that we're all carrying around with us. And so um, if you're wanting to market to your audience, uh, there's really not a more direct way to do it than uh, to, contact them on their mobile phones. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because so I, I've used SMS marketing before. Um, uh, you know, I, I've used it a little bit for kind of transactional stuff, but mainly for for marketing messages. And it's it's a channel that's worked really, really well for us um, or for, you know, for the companies that I've, I've done it with. But there's always kind of that concern that maybe it's a bit too intrusive. When companies that deal with market, uh, SMS marketing talk about it, they say, you know, open rates are 90% plus, you know, click-through rates tend to be, uh, I don't know, like 40, 40, 50%, um, stuff like that. So, the, you know, the response rate can be really great. But I think tied to that is probably the concern that part of the open is because it pops up on your phone and it's an SMS and you're just going to open it really quickly, mm -hmm. kind of like naturally. So is is it... Are you likely to kind of piss off people by just 
not even hammering with them with marketing messages, but you know, even if it was a weekly or fortnightly uh, message, if it's just a marketing message, are people going to go, well, no, this is, this is just annoying me because it keeps buzzing my phone. I keep opening it and I'm not interested. Yeah. I think that's a great question. Um, we actually did a research report recently and one of the questions in there was kind of about the, the sentiment that people were uh, having about uh, the messages that they were getting. And we, we split that up uh, across different age demographics because we just wanted to see if it, um, if the numbers changed dramatically uh, across different age ranges. And the thing that was interesting was that the younger you were, the more indifferent you were to the messages coming in. And then the, more, the older you were, the more that kind of increased a little bit. Um, but honestly, almost all of it was right in the middle. So people were kind of like, well, I I'm, I'm, don't really have a strong opinion either way about getting messages. Um, but as you got older, the, um, they were a little bit more bothered by the messaging coming in. So I think, I think the lesson in there is, um, regardless of what age range that you're messaging to, um, just being really considerate of, of your audience and um, making sure that what you're sending them is uh, relevant, that it's uh, appropriate, that it's, um, and it's not too often, you know, like just think about um, how often you would want to get SMS messages uh, and, you know, act accordingly. So I think a good place to start is with some of the, you know, automated stuff around, you know, your shipping information and that sort of stuff. But I think also you can use it as a great tool to um, tell people more about your brand uh, in a way that's not obnoxious um, and, you know, not always be trying to just say shop now, shop now, shop now. Um, I think you can use it in some pretty creative ways to really build your brand over the long term. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, you mentioned the transactional stuff around shipping and things. Um, that's really important. I think, uh, consumers really like that because, um, you know, it's useful information. It's keeping them informed about their order. Um, but yeah, you, you shouldn't just sell, sell, sell. And I think that's, that's possibly why SMS isn't used as much um, as other, other channels. It's, it's, you know, you have a much smaller amount of space. And so it's harder to put a kind of more content and information-led marketing message and so if you can't fit that in there, I think people feel their only option is to sell. And therefore, if, if, if they're looking at the channels and thinking, well, are people going to get annoyed if I send them a, a sales, salesy message every week, I'll stop doing it. Mm -hmm. um, or potentially not even bring it in in the first place. Um, you know, there's still loads of companies that don't use it. Uh, in fact, I, I was talking to someone the other day about it um, in preparation for this, this podcast. And... Um, I said, I think the only marketing messages I get right now via SMS are for pizza brands and gambling. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah. Honestly, before I started, um, I hadn't signed up at uh, a D2C brand before. I, I was signed up for my dentist. So my dentist would uh, text me every once in a while whenever I needed a cleaning or something like that, um, which actually was kind of nice and convenient. But I think um, it's those sorts of things where it's actually keeping in mind um, and like staying very personalized that it's that sort of stuff that does well. Um, it's, it's a stuff where people, you know, are kind of, they have a big list and they're just going to blast the same message out to everyone that um, I think that 
both on the um, sender side, I don't think it performs as well, but then also on the recipient side, it just doesn't, um, it, it just leaves a bad taste in their mouth. So and I think that's, it's some of those sort of spammy practices that have, um, I think it's uh, made a lot of marketers who are on the fence about it more worried about the channel. But I think um, basically it's a channel that can be done well or done poorly um, as you know, plenty of other channels can be. And so I think it's just important to educate people on what are the, the ways to do it well and discourage the ways to do it poorly. Yeah, I do. I wonder if it's, um, I guess, like one of those channels where if, if brands do get it wrong, does it annoy consumers more than other channels? So if someone, you know, if I'm selling really salesy led emails, for example, and another brand is selling uh, sending really salesy SMS messages, does that channel done badly, you know, piss off people more than other channels? Like, does it reflect on other brands that maybe are doing it well? Is that what you're asking? No, just, uh, I guess more, you know, if, if you were, if, I guess if you were going to do a channel badly, don't do SMS badly because you're more likely to, to annoy people. I guess that's, that's kind of what I'm asking. Oh yeah. Is it a channel, no. which uh, do people get more bothered by it quicker? I could see that. Um, definitely. I think honestly it's the, it, but like I was saying earlier, I think it's the, the older, the demographic, the more that's the case, I think because the younger audience, I think is living in their messages so frequently, um, they're getting messages from all over the place. You know, they're getting it from, you know, maybe, maybe pizza and gambling sites um, from, you know, a bunch of their friends. And I think they just, they live in their messaging apps a lot more than the older generations do. And so I think it, it bothers them to a lesser degree, but I don't think that's an excuse really for, for brands to um, abuse it. I think it's just more of an opportunity to stand out. If, if you're doing SMS to stand out from the other people who are maybe abusing it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess just, to, just to clarify, um, when you say SMS, are we talking like text message, like traditional text message SMS, or would you include maybe WhatsApp in there? Um, I think when I talk about kind of messaging in general, you could include WhatsApp, but I think when I'm, when I'm referring to SMS, I'm mainly referring to um, you know, traditional like uh, mobile phone SMS. Yeah. Do you think there are any kind of common myths or misconceptions uh, that marketers might have around SMS? I suppose we probably touched on, on one or two. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think probably um, just the, the adoption around it. Um, at least one of the things that um, I learned recently uh, when we were doing this research is uh, I just asked, you know, of, of people who have shopped online in the last year, um, how many of you have signed up for SMS? And over 75% said that they had signed up, which um, I thought it would be lower than that, but that was a, a really interesting uh, number to me. So I think um, for all the people out there who are thinking, okay, people, you know, this is still a very new channel and, um, you know, it's still a while before it catches on. I think the reality is, is consumers are already comfortable with it. Um, I think part of that is because, you know, political campaigns are using SMS a lot more. And so, um, you know, people are getting used to stuff in their text message inbox from that. Um, people are doing things like two-factor authentication um, with different apps and whatnot um, that use text message to send them some sort of, you know, login code. Um, 
and just, you know, other things like, like I was mentioning earlier, like a dentist appointment, um, you know, some service businesses are using them for um, those sorts of uses. And I think it's really getting consumers much more comfortable with the channel. And so I think now more than ever, uh, it's actually a really great time to get into it and hopefully do it well. Yeah. Yeah. I do think um, like for kind of almost like service level messaging, um, which for me would include things like uh, it's been six months since you last came to the dentist. So, you know, you might want to consider a book an appointment. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't really consider that a marketing message because, you know, that's kind of the, the standard uh, timeframes for it. You know, they're, they're just kind of reminding you that, you know, it's something you, you really need to do. Um, I remember actually when, when I worked for a, a gaming company, um, it was when GDPR uh, came out, which, which was not very fun. Um, we started because as part of GDPR, you have to have a specific opt-in and you, you are supposed to have a specific opt-in for each channel, or at least that's the way our compliance team viewed it. And so we had to change our sign-up form and, and have email, uh, SMS, and phone call as separate, uh, separate opt-ins. And SMS was was lower, quite a bit lower. Uh, I think about sixty-five percent opted into email, maybe about twenty-five percent into to SMS. So mm-hmm. the opt-in rates were a lot lower, um, but that's when we gave them the options. So, m- but most people opted into at least one channel. Yeah. Um, and I do think, you know, if you if you take that approach through GDPR, it is going to be more difficult because you have to ask people for each, you know, each different channel. Uh, but, but you can incentivize it as well. Um, you are allowed to use reasonable degrees of, of incentivization to get people uh, opted into to each channel. Um, so I think that's definitely worth looking into because, yeah, it's a, it's a super engaged, um, engaged marketing channel. So if you... If, you know, if it costs you, I don't know, five pounds credit or a ten percent discount code to get someone to sign up for SMS, I, I do think it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. Well, especially because it's a channel that you can you can message to repeatedly. Um, that's one thing that we um, really focus on is that it's an owned channel. So similar to email, you know, once you add people to the list. You know, there are people that you can go back to and say, hey, you know, we haven't seen you in a while. Um, here's a discount and uh, here's, you know, a link to our store. Or, you know, we know that you purchased this other item a while back. Here's uh, an item in a different color or here's something that goes well with that prior item. So there's a lot of different things you can do uh, in that vein. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, like you said, it's an own channel and it's it's so important to build up those channels because... You just can't afford to pay. Well, I mean, some brands can, but you really you don't want to have to pay Facebook or Google every time you want to bring someone back. Yeah, um, exactly. Or or just rely on them doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if if someone wanted to get started with SMS um, themselves, what what are some of the the important things they need to they need to think about? You know, honestly, I would say think of it a little bit like email. Um, while it's not the exact same, um, you know, an email you'll do uh, automations. So like for an e-commerce brand, uh, you might have some cart abandonment emails. You might have um, some like a welcome series to get people familiar with your brand when they first sign up. Um, 
So there's a variety of automations that you'll have set up. And then you'd also have your kind of ongoing campaigns. And I think um, starting with that sort of frame of reference, so, you know, setting up some automations that uh, maybe mirror some of your email automations. And then I'm honestly doing some side by side, uh, you know, doing sending messages on text that you would also send via email, um, but just abbreviated a little bit more. Um, and then as far as, I guess, um, some more practical ways that you can get started, um, our CEO, Ari, just uh, published a course on Shopify Compass uh, on getting started with it. So um, it's a great uh, kind of primer on how to um, really kind of practically get started, all you know, step by step. Is, is that available on your, on your website or? Um, if you just go to Shopify Compass, dot com it's uh it's a website run by shopify and they um, have a whole bunch of different courses for people who are just getting started and uh that's one of the most recent ones that uh they just uh launched up there so okay cool. it pretty easily yeah yeah uh, that sounds pretty cool what else i guess you know you you said it's quite it's good to start with email as a, as a reference what differences do people need to consider I guess is, is the, the the next question. Obviously, you've got less uh, less uh, or fewer characters to use, but yeah. So, what are maybe some other things people need to consider if they if they want to use SMS? Yeah, I think honestly, um, the the biggest uh, factors I think in the success of your SMS messaging is um, basically how effective you are at at getting your audience's attention, and so. I think you know some of the ways that you do that are um, with stronger copywriting. Um, there's also MMSs, which are basically uh, an SMS with a little image attached. And so, uh, one of the things that we do uh, with our clients is we tend to do little animated uh, gifts that you know are very engaging. And I think that's uh, when I look at some text message campaigns from big brands that aren't working with us. And then, you know, some of our clients, it's pretty night and day. In fact, I, I, uh, my wife signed up for some, uh, I think some cosmetic uh, SMS messages and, you know, it was night and day uh, between what this big brand was doing and what our client had uh, was doing that, that we had set up with them. And uh, she's like, you know, if I was into the product that, uh, your clients selling, I would have already bought already because your guys' messages are uh, just that much more engaging than the one that she was getting from this big brand. So I think copywriting is hugely important, um, having good designs for those MMS messages, and then just, you know, being really smart about your segmentation. So not everyone on your list should get every message that you're sending out. So there's going to be people who are engaged, people who are not engaged, people who've purchased before, um, there's going to be people who've purchased specific products before. And so having a really strong way to be tagging people who, uh, you know, based on their behavior so that you can segment those people later on. And uh, I think you're just going to see much better results. You're going to see far fewer unsubscribes, which, you know, if you're going to the effort of adding people to your SMS list, list it's important to, uh, you know, really make an effort to, reduce your unsubscribes. I think that's something that is missed an awful lot. So, um, 
trying to think of what else. Um, I mean, it it is going to be different than email in that you really have a limited space to um, to say what you're going to say. But I think one of the things you can do is something we do with clients is um, if it's something that needs kind of a longer treatment, whether it's you know a sizing guide or customer service related stuff, um, you can create a you know page that goes into much more depth on your site. And then you can just have a really quick answer under that 160 character limit on, on your message and then have it link back to your site. So you're not only uh, answering something quickly, you're also giving them additional resources and those additional resources are on your site. So if they make it over to your site and they get their answer, they're already there and they could potentially continue browsing and you know, potentially purchase as well. So there's kind of a win-win there. You're both helping them with their question, but also getting them closer to a purchase uh, by bringing them back to your site. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, it's obviously important to get people back to the site, but yeah, I think probably one thing people miss is uh, the SMS doesn't have to be the complete message. Um, Mm -hmm. You you can almost like almost tease it, but I guess in the, example you gave it's not really a teaser it's a here's here's the quick answer if you want the detailed answer go to the website um where we will then try and funnel you more towards the products and sales uh which Mm -hmm. which i think is perfectly fine um yeah so if you're on twitter or something like that that's actually kind of a good training ground you know because you have that character limit uh to work within Uh, you figure out how to say you know, pack more words or more meaning into fewer words. Yeah, absolutely. Although you do see a lot, a lot of brands on uh, on Twitter, as soon as someone tweets them with a question or, or an issue or whatever, it's the response is just, can you DM us, please? Yeah, Which sure. <laughs> I, I guess kind of makes sense if they have to go into personal details and things to, to go into the, the issue. Um, but sometimes, you know... We, you know, I've had some conversations about reviews and social proof and, and keeping stuff out in the open does really help. Um, so, you know, uh, back at my, my parents uh, in, in Kent, um, the, the Wi-Fi hasn't been great through lockdown. Um, and the company that, uh, that provides it is, has been quite well known over probably this year, actually, for, for being quite unreliable. And you see so many complaints on uh on Twitter, people asking, you know, what's, what's going on? Why is the internet down again? Blah, blah, blah. And literally just every response is just, can you DM us? Um, mm-hmm. There's not even an attempt to, uh, to, to be kind of open and or just give an answer that everyone can look at. Um, but I guess that's a bit, a bit off topic. Um, what are the, what are some of the mistakes people make then with, uh, with SMS? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I hit on some of this earlier on, um, but I think, you know, it's the mindset where it's a channel to market at your audience rather than interact with your audience. So the more you can think of it as, um, you know, I mean, the way that a lot of people use SMS is for messaging. So, um, you know, if you if you had a friend who all they did was text message you, but they never replied or, you know, or you never sent anything back to them. It wasn't a conversation. Um, I think you'd probably be kind of annoyed at that friend too. And and so in the same way, you want to make it a channel where your, um, your, your words are very down to earth. 
that it, it is very conversational, um, that you're providing value, and that you're um, leaving it open to uh, replies and questions. That's actually one other thing that I think is um, a great benefit of it is unlike email, uh, you know, people don't often reply back uh, mainly because a lot of times these you know messages are coming from more of a like a no reply at uh, email address from a lot of brands. But I think um, the great thing about SMS is people can say, oh, you know, speaking of this message, you know, can you tell me where my order is at? And on the other end, they can look it up and send them their information. And it's just a great way to um, provide a better customer experience overall and, you know, make, a mother, make another loyal uh, customer out of that person. Uh, yeah, but that's um, the kind of the setup for the responses has to be in place, doesn't it? Uh, I'm guessing you, what, do you, do you have a phone number and can you link it to your customer support tool or something or how would that work? Because I've, I've never, I've never actually dealt with that. I don't think I've ever seen someone respond to a, a message we've sent out. Yeah, I think um, one of the ways that we've approached it. So, you know, since we're an agency where it's, it's a little bit of an interesting thing, some of our clients want us to manage it for them and some of them don't which I totally understand. And so with the folks that um, don't want us to manage it, we can set it up to go through to their their platform for doing customer support. So that, that might be um, Gorgeous or you know some other platform. And then for the folks that do let us manage it, what we'll typically do is we'll look at prior responses and see what sort of general buckets that those replies fall under. So a lot of times it can be, you know, um, can you send me the tracking information again? Or, um, you know, what does the sizing for this look like? That sort of thing. And for a lot of those buckets of questions, there's already an answer on the website. So going back to one of my previous answers, I think um, what we'll do is we'll come up with a short, concise answer that, you know, acknowledges their question and says, you know, and here's a place to go with more information that'll help answer your question and then have it go back to their website. So we're really not, um, you know, writing completely new text messages back to uh, consumers on their behalf. We're just, we're scripting out um, good messaging that is approved by the client. And then we use that whenever we get a message that comes in. And then if there is some sort of question that's outside of that, like, you know, list of bucketed questions, um, we'll go ahead and pass it off to their internal support. And that might be, you know, part of a new um, set of questions that will, you know, create a new uh, kind of predetermined answer for uh, going forward. Okay, cool. Yeah. So do you use that, do you kind of use that feed, use that, uh, those responses as feedback as well? So would you then uh kind of yeah take those responses and think well that's the response to this email campaign uh, i don't know let's say you've got a number of responses on the similar on the similar lines to an sms campaign so you'd say well next time we need to make sure we don't leave that ambiguous or you know we address that issue yeah definitely i think that's something that's important i think across all the um sms messaging is you know paying close attention to your data and, and what, um, you know, what's working and what's not working and adapting 
after each campaign based off of that. So if you see something, for example, that, you know, this message had a higher unsubscribe rate, or we got this question a bunch after this particular campaign. Now we know like how to fine tune it a little bit more for the next round. So yeah, I think um, testing and learning is a huge uh, foundation point for SMS. And I mean, I, I think it's, that's true in email as well, but I think it, it bears repeating. Yeah, it's probably one of those other things that puts people off a little bit, maybe. They're not sure how to test SMS because I guess it's not, it's not quite as simple, um, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, I mean, I know you, know you can write slightly different copy and things, but um, although I suppose, yeah, we did it, didn't we, at the gambling company. I mean, I think it's a little bit easier with your automations, but it would be a little more difficult from campaign to campaign. But I think what you can, I mean, I think honestly, it's more of a test and learn sort of testing. It's not going to be as much AB like side by side testing. Um, but um, I think you can still have uh, interesting takeaways and uh, things that you can implement for future campaigns that you can learn each time. Yeah, I, I suppose maybe the, the thing about A-B testing with SMS is because it's just 160 characters of copy, uh, including the link, maybe people, people feel there's not really that much to, to test, so why bother? Um, but I think, you know, you can... It's not the same as testing a subject line, which might be a small tweak to, to see if uh, a slightly different format works. Um, you, you could go with a very different message. Yeah. No, that's true. Uh, cool. So, any any other big mistakes people do you think people make? Um, you know, I'd have to think. About, I touched on personalization and, and segmentation. I think that's hugely important. Um, customer centricity is hugely important. You know, honestly, just if the the more you are keeping your customer and their journey and their um, their preferences in mind as you do SMS, the better. Re- results you're going to see in the long run. So I know, you know, th- I think there's probably so many different ways that you could approach it. And I think multiple ways might work, but the bottom line is it needs to be um, focused on what your consumers want to get in their inbox, not what you want to send them. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose in, in a way it's, it's just the same as almost any other channel in that regard, isn't it? You, mm-hmm. you need to be thinking about what the customers really want and giving them the best possible experience. Um, you know, a- answering their questions or or explaining the benefits um, of a product and how and how they will benefit from it. Yeah, and and not just pushing your sales messages again and again and just hoping eventually someone decides to to click them and can purchase. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it's kind of a it's more of a marketing truism that. You know, the more you bombard people and and market at them, the more disinterested they're going to get over time, and the more you're actually um, considering them and um, listening and sending them things that are appropriate. You know, the more you're going to succeed long term. So, it's you know, I think there's kind of two camps in within marketing that you know want to do one way or the other, and so that's you know, I think you can fail or succeed with most channels, um, you know, and based off of that, that sort of divide. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know of any big trends coming up with, with SMS over the next 
I don't know, it could be a year, it could be two years. Um, you know, not at this point. Um, I'm interested to see um, one of the things we've just uh, like basically learned about just recently is that there, uh, because of all the political campaign stuff going on right now uh, here in the U.S., um, there's a lot of people sending, uh, a lot of campaigns that are sending uh, MMS messages. And so um, that's affecting some of the sendability and, and the, the deliverability with carriers. So um, we're having to kind of adapt to maybe doing less multimedia messages and just focusing on the text only ones. So I guess that's not so much a, a um, like a big trend, like a multi-year trend, but it is something to keep in mind that, you know, when there are going to be unusually high volumes of messages being sent, um, that it can affect the deliverability. But I feel like that's more of the exception than the rule. Yeah, I've, uh, no, I have, uh, I, I know what you mean. I've, I've had that before. Uh, when we sent, uh, again, the, the gaming company, because we had millions on the database um, across, you know, the, the like the lead segment, the, the active players, the people who were, were potentially uh, stopping, you know, stopping their play. Um, and it, it just meant every now and again, there'd be one Friday in a month where all these different segments would be contacted at the same time, mm-hmm. it, different messages and things. Um, but all those campaigns would go out at the same time. And uh, we had a little unfortunate incident because um, it meant that some of our, some of our SMS sends were going out at, like 11, 12, 1 a.m., mm. um, just because they'd been delayed. Yeah. So even though we'd sent them at maybe four or five o'clock in the afternoon, the the backlog that we'd accidentally created, uh, yeah, de- delayed loads of messages. So, yeah, it's just something to, to consider, isn't it? You know, if, if you're sending a lot of messages um, and you think it's kind of prime time for other businesses, um, think things might just slow down a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that makes a good case too for, you know, careful segmentation. If you can just be messaging particular segments, um, you can reduce the overall amount that you're sending out, which might help with, you're not going to be overloading things as much. Yeah. It just meant we had, we had to work between the teams and, and arrange different timings and things. Cause it was, you know, it was, it was different messaging, different promotions, different segments and all that. Uh, yeah. it, it just happened to be all at the same time. Cause these different oh, teams just ran their campaigns at the same time. Yeah, a perfect um, storm, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it might have been a like a Friday before a bank holiday, or it was a payday, or something like that. Um, you know, one of the yeah, like the the prime times to to run a campaign, and so obviously all the different teams wanted it. Oh no! <laughs> uh, so, do you have any pet peeves yourself when it comes to marketing? You know, honestly, I I think um, you know I've mentioned this throughout, but I think. Um, just not being customer centric. That's, I think when you start losing sight of the customer, you start end up thinking of them kind of as more uh, as something to plunder, you know, or, or, or to mine to make money for yourself. But I think the real value in uh, doing marketing well is, is thinking of it. How can you help others, um, you know, with something of value and they're exchanging something of value in return. And it's a more of a win-win rather than a, a win-lose situation. So I think, uh, and I th- just think too, the more you are, you know, more you become disconnected from actually talking to customers, the the poorer your marketing gets. Um, it, you know, you start uh, marketing to 
your idea of your customer rather than your actual customer. And I think that ends up in marketing that doesn't resonate as strongly. So um, that's why I'm kind of always an advocate of uh, strong customer-centric uh, relationships that inform all your marketing. Yeah, there's the risk that maybe over time, you know, I don't know, maybe if people are just doing the, the same role, the same thing again and again, it gets to that point where you're thinking, right, we're, uh, now for this campaign, we've got a list of 100,000 people. If we get our normal open rate of this and a click-through rate of that and our conversion rate and average order value, we're going to earn this amount of money. Let's run the campaign and let's put the products that we want to sell on there. And that's kind of, it's, it's kind of that leading with that approach rather than thinking, right, we've got this segment of people who have, uh, it might be this problem or they buy this sort of product. How can we kind of craft this email and this content or SMS? Should, should focus on the SMS. Um, <laughs> uh, it, into a message which actually resonates with them and makes them think, oh yeah, actually that is something, that's something I want. Um, and I think probably what you tend to get is when people, when marketers view that list as just uh, a, a number, you know, a number, we've got a hundred thousand people on this list. Um, that's where you probably get more sales led messages, more promotions as well. Yep. Um, absolutely. If you think about it as people that you're sending to, that kind of changes the mindset a little bit and it changes, I think, how you, how you market to them. Definitely. Yeah. Cause yeah, if you think about the, the person and, you know, it's not exactly the individual, but when you break it down into those segments, you come up with a reason for messaging them. Um, you, you don't need to send them or you don't necessarily need to send them a 20% discount to get that purchase. Um, but if you don't think about those segments and, and the people, that's when the only way you're going to get sales is by putting a, a few products in front of them and a discount and saying, please buy. Hopefully a different answer, although I can see why it'd be the same. Uh, do, do you feel there's any particular aspect of marketing at the moment, which is quite underrated or it can be a channel or tactic as well, actually? I mean, I'm becoming more and more of a proponent of, of understanding good storytelling. I think that that is, I think people are starting to recognize more and more its importance. Um, maybe part of that is, uh, you know, people realizing that, Netflix is getting, you know, far more of our attention than a lot of marketing messages. So, you know, maybe there's something to storytelling and entertainment that um, we could be learning in marketing. So, um, and I think a lot of that, you know, can tie into how you're writing case studies, um, uh, how you're writing content on your website to attract people, um, how you're talking about your products and where they fit into people's lives. Um, so I think, I think a good understanding of storytelling is something maybe that, uh, people would do well to kind of study up more on. Yeah, I do. I do think, um, you know, from what I've seen, I suppose it's on LinkedIn, so it is mainly B2B. I feel like storytelling is something that is being, uh, used more B2B these days. Um, and it's, it's picking up, it's getting a lot more traction, but I, I don't see anything from, from B2C brands on that really. Um, most of the emails I get are still, here are some products we'd like you to buy. Yeah, Sometimes it's some of the products we think you'll like. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the storytelling is, from what I see, is, is mainly B2B, um, which is great, but hopefully, yeah, it will feed into B2C. Yeah, I think it's a missed opportunity. Um, you know, I think 
some of the brands that have a really strong brand story. Um, you know, I don't know, brands like Tom's um, and their one-for-one deal. Basically, you know, a lot of these brands that uh, can kind of craft a narrative around why they do what they do, I think it ends up showing people more of the value in, in their product and not just, you know, it, and it trains consumers to not just think of it as a commodity that they're selling, but as something that um, has value beyond that. Yeah, absolutely agree. I was, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, like brand brand values um, really come into it, I think. Uh, you, you can really tell when when a brand actually cares about being sustainable or, you know, being environmentally friendly, or if they're just sticking a badge up on their site and saying our, our products are more sustainable than they were. Yeah, no, definitely. Cool. Well, David, this has been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, I think SMS is a channel which, I mean, it's been around for, for so long, um, but it's still just, it just doesn't feel like it's ever really picked up uh, very well with marketers. Um, so this has been really great. Uh, how can people get in touch if they want to find out more? Yeah. So um, if you want to find out more about ConverseSmart, uh, that's just C-O-N-V-E-R-S-M-A-R-T.com. Um, and if you want to follow kind of what I'm up to online, you can do that on Twitter. Um, I'm at David Hose. Uh, last name is spelled H-O-O-S. Don't know why it's pronounced that way, but that's just what my parents told me. So, <laughs> but yeah. So those are the two places I think they're probably the best. Cool. Perfect. All right. Cheers, David. Thank you. So you heard it. SMS is a great way to engage with the customers, driving retention and revenue for your business. Like with most other channels, really, you've just got to do it right. You know, be customer-centric with your approach and your strategy. If you send a promo message every few days, you're going to annoy people. If you don't segment and personalize the message in some way, you're going to annoy people. And if the messages are just boring, you'll annoy people. Get customers used to your SMS messages with more transactional messages, uh, you know, those related to orders of their account, then feeding those promotional messages over time. The most important thing really is to get that list built. You know, even if you don't really have the time and resource to build out a strategy and, and really use the channel, at least you'll have the database ready and you can activate it at the right time, which, you know, as you've just heard in, in the podcast, the right time is right now. Just get started with it. You can build it into your automated flows. You can send, you know, ad hoc campaigns. You know, if you're a, maybe a smaller brand, you don't have to have it built into your entire you know, marketing automation system, just pull out the uh, SMS uh, data separately, plug it into one of these uh, one of these tools you get online and just get those email, uh, those SMSs sent. If you'd like to learn more about SMS marketing, reach out to David on LinkedIn. He's super active there and check out the report ConverseSmart put together. I'll put a link up on the customers who click site for everyone. Any other podcast questions or feedback, please send them over to willwhocustomershoclick.com. Next up, I've got Jeff Davis on to talk about using video for advertising and how you can make this a channel that really scales fantastically well. But until then, keep those customers clicking.